Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Jeanette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 60! How did that happen? Well, we did 59 last week. (laughs) All last week, yeah? Yeah. That's how busy we were. Today we are heading to... I'm going to make a mess of trying to pronounce the name of this place. Um, It's in Gloucestershire. Well, well, maybe I can't say it. (laughs) We crack on. I think you should. Crackity crack. (laughs) I am not yet ready to be put out to pasture. But even in my much younger days, I always preferred, forgive the expression, but an old man's pub. Don't get me wrong, I love a good bop on the dance floor, which is probably why I loved my local growing up. Upstairs had a nightclub, but downstairs, it was quieter except for the murmurs of people chatting, and it had fireplaces that were warm and welcoming come winter time. Pubs are funny little things really. The local pub, or any pub, is how we Irish give directions. Generally, for every town, there's one church, one post office, a florist and six pubs. Every pub has its locals, and every local has their favourite pub. But some patrons come back, even after they've had their last pint. Located in the town of Wotton Under Edge in Gloucestershire, England, the ancient Ram Inn, sadly no longer a pub, but probably for the best, was built in 1145, but it wasn't initially built as a public house or anything like it. It was the residence of a local priest and also housed workers and slave labourers who were constructing the nearby church. The stories began not because of a terrible accident that happened at the inn or because of a person who was haunted owning it, which would have been my first guess given how many times the inn changed owners. The trouble started at its inception The inn is said to have been built on top of 5,000-year-old pagan grounds. Before it was built, that particular plot of land was used for religious ceremonies and rituals, some clearly more terrifying than others. Now even for the sceptics in the audience, you have to admit, disrupting consecrated grounds to house slaves to build a church of another religion is bound to ruffle some ghostly feathers. But unlike most ghost stories that are plucked from thin air and given life by the fear of others, this claim was substantiated when the skeletal remains of a woman and child were found beneath the floor of the inn. And when a dagger was found within their bones, it led to rumours that their bodies were actually victims of human sacrifice. Supernatural and historical researchers believe that the ancient Ram Inn is so susceptible to paranormal activity because its very existence disrespects ancient pagan grounds, but also the structure was built at the crux of two particularly powerful ley lines. As explained by allthingsinteresting.com, ley lines are lines that crisscross around the globe like latitude and longitude lines. They are dotted with monuments of natural landforms and carry along with them rivers of supernatural energy. Along these lines, at the place they intersect, there are pockets of concentrated energy that can be harnessed by certain individuals. And in the case of the ancient Ram Inn, it has a few ley lines that connected to none other than Stonehenge, another pagan landmark and site of uncanny events that may very well fuel the occurrences at the inn. As I said, 
the ancient Ram Inn changed owners through the years. It was converted into a pub in the 1930s until the 1960s, when it was due to be demolished, but it was bought and saved by a gentleman named John Humphreys. The Humphreys family lived in the inn as their home, but still ran it as an inn for around 50 years, but gradually moved out due to their own frightening experiences. But John stayed on. He devoted his time and effort to preserving the historical building right up to his death in 2017. That's not to say John didn't have any frightening experiences while living at the inn. In fact, his first experience was his very first night. After what I can only imagine was a long day, because moving in day is always long, poor Mr Humphreys was forcibly pulled from his bed by his wrists. He's had unwanted visits from many seemingly violent entities and an encounter with a succubus. A succubus is a female sex demon that appears in men's dreams and preys on their sexual energy. But for any man listening and thinking, well, hey, that doesn't sound too bad, bite your tongue. The succubus is not a chick looking for a good time. According to mythology.net, the she-demons of today have intense charisma and seductive power to match their good looks. They are clever creatures who can tantalise men with their words as much as their bodies. They can be domineering and vengeful if they are slighted. But they ultimately take pride in their ability to please and manipulate men. The ancestors of today's succubi, on the other hand, had personalities as nasty as their looks. They were sneaky, controlling and malicious. Despite being sex-crazed, they had no interest in pleasing men. Instead, they used sex for their own purposes, to please themselves, to corrupt the pious, to gain life force or even to have children. Again, as I said, she doesn't want a Netflix and chill. But we will cover Lilith another day. Lilith being the mother of all succubi. Sure, on the outside, the ancient Ramin is adorable. You can tell immediately how old the building is by the ageing brick and the foliage growing around it. The main road is now higher than the windows on the ground floor. The beautiful Tudor-style front is warm and inviting. But to quote Reverend John Yates, who stayed there while trying to exercise the inn but failed, This is the most evil place I have ever had the misfortune to visit. But in his defence, he had his work cut out for him. The inn has more than just a few ghostly residents. Let's discuss by room. One room, in my opinion the saddest room, is called the witch's room. It wasn't only Salem that was hit with a wave of hysteria when it came to witches. As I mentioned in our Pavalia episode regarding people being sent to the asylum, if you present yourself to the world in any way other than the neurotypical way of life, you were deemed unstable, or in some cases a witch. A local of Wutton Under Edge was accused of being a witch. Now, I'm not sure if she was practicing witchcraft or not. She probably brewed a pot of tea with a funky mushroom and had a dizzy spell. But accusations were often misguided and men overcome with self-importance and misogyny felt accusing a woman of being a witch was a fine way to teach the silly woman a lesson for wanting something as crazy as education or refusing a proposal of marriage. How very dare she have an opinion. But this poor woman was accused, and she was very aware what was coming next. Trials were more of a formality, or just for show, because those who yesterday were her neighbour were now out for blood. 
She escaped her captors and managed to make it to the inn where she was able to hide from the ever-growing mob now hunting for her. So many of us have been in situations where we were frightened. So many of us have put ourselves in situations to scare ourselves. But the thought of actually fearing for my life scares me to my core. The poor woman was eventually found and pulled from the inn, kicking and screaming, which in itself is a sheer fight-for-your-life response. That sort of fear probably splashed like paint all over the inn. Of course, they skipped the trial. They had made enough of a spectacle, and she was supposedly burned at the stake right in front of the inn. Many who have stayed in the witch's room since have seemingly been visited by her while they slept. Obviously not the wake-up call they asked for. Others have been pushed or had items thrown across the room and every so often the woman is said to let out a painful cry of what I can only imagine is pure terror. These all sound like the woman's ghost is reliving her final moments over and over, fighting off the townsfolk who dragged her from the inn, only she doesn't realise that time has passed and these are just visitors looking to spend a night in a quaint inn. Another thing about the witch's room that strikes me as a little bit more eerie is how it's decorated. It's said that Caroline Humphreys, John Humphreys' daughter, heard the cries of children coming from that room one night. So she decorated the room with stuffed animals and an assortment of toys in an attempt to soothe and comfort the spirits of the poor sad children. But said to be the most haunted room at the inn is the bishop's room. We've already touched on this room. This was John Humphrey's room where he was violently dragged from his bed on his first night nonetheless. It's called the Bishop's Room due to an old custom. Back when the building was owned by St Mary's Church, they were required to have a special room designated as the lodging for any visiting bishop. But since then, it's been one of the most unholy places in all of the ancient Ramin. Those who have stayed in the Bishop's Room claim to have heard screaming ring out throughout the night, and seen furniture floating on its own. On one occasion, a medium was supposedly flung across the corridor when they reached to open the door. A plumber staying in the room while working reported seeing a Roman centurion phased through the wall on a spectral steed. Others have seen a cavalier ride through the room and chase them in fright. Among the ghostly visitors to the bishop's room have been a woman hung from the rafters, the spirit of a shepherd and his dog, a murder victim who was supposedly flung into the fireplace face first, and of course, a demonic succubus said to hunt for victims throughout the entire building. And then there is the attic, the final room within the inn. It was converted into a bedroom for the previous owner's daughter. From within the eerie-looking room, heavy dragging noises moving across the floorboards are commonly heard. The same noise can be heard across the ceiling of the bishop's room, which lies directly underneath it. Shadow figures have been seen as well as inexplicable knocking noises heard across the roof of the attic. It's said that the attic is thought to be haunted by the innkeeper's daughter who was murdered there during the 1500s. It may seem like I did, but I don't think I even mentioned all the spirits said to still need the ancient ram in for respite. It's hard to separate fact from fiction, as is the case with most of the stories I cover. But one thing I know for sure is if the inn is as haunted as all of the visitors, mediums and ghost hunters say it is, 
then the pagans don't like it when you build stuff on top of their ancestors and they really know how to hold a grudge. What do you think of that story? That was really good. It was really yeah, good, wasn't it? Was um, I'll show you some pictures of it. It's really, really cute looking. Um, but this is where I was trying to explain that the main road is now above the door and above the windows. So obviously the building was built wherever it was built. And then every time the road was repaved, it just gets higher and higher. And I actually thought for one second, I was like, oh my God, is that building sinking? Should we do something about the building? Um, but it's really cute and it's really quaint. And if you were traveling throughout the UK, just doing a bit of sightseeing and you saw this, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little eerie looking, but you wouldn't think the history that's behind it and the amount of extra visitors that yeah. uh, that go there. It just looks like a little quaint B&B. But uh, yeah, it was, it was due to be demolished. I think he, oh, it was one of those stupid numbers like what your mom and dad or everybody's mom and dad back in the 70s and 80s bought their houses for. It was like a couple of thousand or something. And I don't know if he kind of anticipated how much money goes into trying to maintain and renovate and upkeep because like if it's not copper piping that would have all had to been replaced if you still want to run it as an inn. So there are some stories that go back and forth that say oh John Humphreys made up all the stuff and whatever but there's been stuff found like there's been human remains found that were sent off to one of the big universities over there and they did testing on the bones and stuff so those stories didn't come from nowhere yeah that wasn't just like you know the locals down the pub telling visitors and stuff you know mm. local folklore and stories and stuff um but yeah it's like super super old 11 11 45 it's like 900 years old it looks pretty all right though doesn't it's it stunning. it's really cute um, I didn't want to show you any of the ghostly photos because I think they're subjective. If oh, I show yeah. you something and I tell you it's supposed to have an apparition or a shadow or this, that or the other, it's kind of how I feel about EVPs when I'm like, okay, I'm not going to look at the subtitles of what they're telling me they heard because then I'm going to hear it and I won't be able to unhear it. Hmm. You had to have gotten some characters in there. There so was definitely some in there. Like four people we need to put a place. So okay. John, John Humphreys. Yes. Mrs. Humphreys. Yes. The succubus. Yes. And the witch. Definitely. Okay, so obviously, uh, and can you tell where what I've been watching recently when I say James Pickens plays Dr. Weber? You've been watching Grey's Anatomy. Okay, go a on. Bit, bit. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Humphreys? Yes. Kathy Bates? Really? Sure, why not? I didn't think you'd go Mrs. Humphreys for Kathy Bates. Well, I, I knew Kathy Bates would be in there somewhere because she's been on hiatus. She hasn't mm-hmm. been on, on set in a while. Yeah. Uh, Succubus? Yes. Ellen Pompo, Dr. Grey. Okay. And then the witch. Yeah. One of my favourite. I think it's pronounced, it's like Sarah without the H, but Sarah Ramirez. That's That's, just Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who that is? No. Dr. Callie Torres. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think she'd look really cool in like a kind of gypsy-esque costume. You know, real fiery girl, you know, independent, refused a marriage proposal. And all of a sudden she's like, yeah, burn her at the stake. I think she would be really, really good for that character. Yeah, and I'd be totally out of character for her as well. Because I don't think she's ever refused a marriage proposal in Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Oh, I completely forgot about that. Speaking of the succubus. uh, Not to be mistaken with a succulent. Because I got them mixed up before when I asked one of our friends uh, what kind of housewarming they a gift that they wanted apparently they did not want a succubus I can't imagine why Um, but John Humphreys when he originally came out with that story and told people about that experience he 
I want to say the English tabloids because I don't think the English newspapers would cover it but the English tabloids ran with the story and he got ridiculed he was torn to pieces so like even though he's had instances with you know scientific proof behind them like Mm -hmm. the remains they were tested all of that it just kind of went out the window god love the poor man all he wanted to do was preserve something that was really really old and a beautiful building yeah it's hella scary um but again kind of like last week's episode with Pavelia there's a couple of ghost hunters that have gone who are like yeah it's really nice won't be going again yeah. will not be visiting anytime I'd soon. There. I'd have a pint and a burger if I was driving I'll past. show you now because well, I have Well, if I was driving, you, you'd, yeah, be, yeah. you'd be driving and I'd be having a pint and There's a burger. There's photos that they have that go back donkey's years. And it's a picture of a donkey as he's crawled past. That's a horse. You're a... Oh. <laughs> okay. But it's really, really old. I just think... Look, do, do all these people not look like they're having a gay old time? Yeah. It's just, it's it, quaint is the only word that I can use to, like, to properly describe it. Every time I try and say this man's name, I can never remember it. It is not Bilbo Baggins. It is Zach Baggins from Ghost Hunters. If this place wasn't haunted before he arrived there, it has definitely opened up a gateway along the ley lines since because he did this demon summoning or witch summoning or some sort of summoning and he opened up a portal and then left. I'm like, oh, thanks. That's wonderful. Um, he's a bit of an odd one. I don't watch a lot of his YouTube videos uh, because they're very, you know, that overacting. Oh, Jim Carrey. No, I can watch Jim Carrey. I oh. can't watch Mr. Bean, but I can watch Jim Carrey. But it's very, oh my God, guys, did you hear that? And I'm like, no, Bilbo, nobody heard that. Okay, get Bil- over it. <laughs> Bilbo, shut your baggins. <laughs> no, I did not fall down a rabbit hole this week. Yeah. What I did do. Oh. What I did do was you and I sat down to watch a scary movie. Oh, yeah. And you fell asleep. (laughs) It was 14 pages. Front Front and and back. back. Um, So uh, I don't, we just, we just. So what happened in the end of the film? Uh, It was really weird, right? I don't know when exactly you fell asleep because my seething rage of the fact that you left me alone to watch a scary uh, movie by just myself shortly after he held her over the floor and told her to sing a song that's like five minutes <laughs> into the movie Stephen okay so the movie that we watched is called The Lodgers the reason we picked this movie is I wanted to find a movie that's kind of like an episode that we've covered but I couldn't find any movies based around a haunted pub what I did manage to find is a movie that was filmed in Loftus Hall and we have covered an episode before on Loftus Hall so we covered The Lodgers it was released in 2017 Uh, director is Brian O'Malley the stars are Charlotte Vega she was fantastic Bill Milner I didn't like him so I don't know if I'm actually supposed to give an opinion on him did you you, now answer the question for the viewers did you not like the character he played uh he, because he, there's a difference between saying I don't like Bill Miller oh no sorry it's not that I, I don't, don't like, like him I d- I've never seen him I don't him like anything. Yeah, the character right. that he played you're right my apologies there's two different things so so if you don't like Bill Miner that's an insult to Bill Miner but if you don't <laughs> like the character who played I didn't like it his means, character it means he played it so well that you didn't like the bad guy he played which is a compliment no this actually makes sense this makes sense I did love uh, Eugene Simon he played the Irish discharged 
Soldier. Yeah. Oh, I remember you did that remember bit. that bit. You do yeah. remember that bit. And it also had David Bradley for any of the Harry Potter fans. He is the caretaker from. I don't know if he's been in all the movies. Has he been in all the movies? I don't know. Um, but he 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 didn't have a prominent role in it. But he did have a very. Okay, there was one icky bit in it that I didn't like, but that involved him. That's the only reason I mentioned it. Um. <laughs> I don't know how to describe the kind of movie that it was. So basically what I'll do is I'll just read what IMDb says. A family curse confines orphan twins Rachel and Edward to their home in punishment for their ancestors' sins. Bound to the rules of the haunting childhood lullaby. Were you, did you listen to the song? The, the song was freaky. Boy, child, girl, child, something, something. I'm like, oh no, why is she singing to the floor? Um, the twins must never let uh, any strangers inside the house and they let two in and it's not great for them um, but basically the curse is or their ancestors sins and you didn't get this far in the movie which no. I was kind of like will I wake him just to tell him I'm like he doesn't care um, they were twins their parents were twins their parents parents were twins and their parents, parents, parents were twins. Did all these twins live in the house together? No, no, no. They were all... Oh. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> so, together. The first set of twins. Yes. First set of twins had a set of twins who had a set of twins together who then had another set of twins together who gives you Rachel and Edward. Oh. And then what they would do is they would all have their twins. They couldn't leave the house. Um, they were kind of living off like a trust yeah. So they had money from their parents, but then eventually it ran out. Um, I think it was her 18th birthday when she went down to the local shop and a letter came from your man. Um, yep, yeah, I remember the, the guy. Birmingham is his name in the yeah. movie. And the trust was empty and that was on their 18th birthday. They gave, he gave her, she gave her, him some pearls. Yeah, you do remember a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. she tried to keep him happy with just the pearls. But then he ended up coming back because apparently the pearls were not pearls anymore. They were the stringed bones of the lovebirds that his mum had in the cage. It was a, str- a string necklace of bones because apparently like, Birmingham was under the impression that she'd switched them out or something. And I was just like, this movie is a little bit hard to follow. And then I was like, I wouldn't say I think it comes across as a gothic horror because mm-hmm. I'm only after now opening myself up to the horror genre because I thought I always thought thriller was the frighty movies and horror was the gory movies it turns out I was wrong horror is a huge genre for me to watch now um, but this comes I think this is classed as a gothic genre gothic horror kind of thing Okay. Um, it's very dark in how it's filmed as well which I actually thought was really really beautiful Mm. it was the way it was done and they didn't touch Loftus Hall they didn't try and make Loftus Hall seem like it was anything other than what it was there was no CGI there was no they didn't repaint the walls or do anything they didn't clean the place no it it had like a a broken chandelier in the corner of the room still it looks it probably is done up for the movie in a more dilapidated way than what it actually is because it looks like two teenagers that have just turned 18 have been living there for I don't know 10 or 12 years on their own I think their parents the parents completed oh the parents did not complete suicide you think the parents completed suicide Um, when he was maybe 8 so I'd say maybe 6 or 8 they were very very young the little boy witnessed it um, so I think they were like 10 years 12 years in the house on their own and I mean like 
the bathtub was still intact their beds were still okay but other than that it was all the peel and paint yeah wallpaper coming off the walls floorboards it was just it was really eerie um but like on rotten tomatoes it got some very weird reviews a lot of people were like it was absolutely terrible and i was like yeah it was a bit of a slow burner but for people like me who have no tolerance for thrillers or horrors it, it was a good little fright movie i thought the, the first few minutes that i saw was actually quite good it was i i enjoyed it but again this is on a scale of one to ten and my tolerance for this kind of stuff yeah um i thoroughly enjoyed bly manor and i thought it was going to be that kind of feel and i think when i go into a movie assuming it's going to be like something else i ruin it yeah um so i might give it another watch yeah. And maybe you will watch it with me. Well, maybe what? we should watch these things during the day. Cause this is turning <laughs> into another Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, remember we tried to watch Wonder Woman when we started going out loads times, and I kept falling asleep. It was like my even though we were in Spain. Just I was in the middle of a pub, and I, somebody it flashed on the screen, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's one of those subliminal messages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the very first time we've done a review. It's very messy. It's very wishy-washy because I don't know what people expect. And I don't like saying, oh, it's a great movie. Watch it. Because then if it's terrible, I'm like, oh. But is it a great movie? And should you watch it? Again, my tolerance on the scale of one to ten when it comes to what I'm able to watch is very little. It's maybe in the twos or the threes. So I thought it was good. But I also think it could have been better. It could have. It didn't. It didn't have a lot of frights, though. So I know a lot of people don't like that because we were at a birthday party this weekend with two other friends who also really enjoy the spooky stuff. Um, they actually design uh, PC games, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of their PC games is based around Loftus Hall. So when I suggested it to them, and now I've watched it, I'm kind of like, oh god, I really hope they don't have time to watch it because they have a newborn. Mm. So I'm like, I really hope they don't have time to watch it because it's my recommendation. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, so I thought it was good. My question is, did you like it, and would you recommend it? Yes and no. You wouldn't recommend it. It's not that I wouldn't recommend it. Watch it at your own. It's not the best of the genre that it could possibly be but it was a good watch if you have an hour and a half watch it okay um so movie reviews may not be something that we do on the regular every single week because we actually don't really have a lot of time to watch stuff as you can see case in point Stephen fell asleep in the only time that we could find to watch it so i might alternate between rabbit holes and movie reviews of things so if anyone has any recommendations for movies relating to episodes that we've covered so far um, it doesn't have to be horror. It can be historical. I'll watch them. I love I love history stuff. Um, it can be a, it can be a recommendation based on one of the theme songs. Like I totally rewatched Save with the Bell or Bluey. Ah, oh, Bluey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so have you any questions for me? No. No. You want to say your words? Yeah, say my words. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Our socials are the same as always. What's the story ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to send to us and what's the story ghost on Instagram, not WhatsApp. See, I did it. Woo! Good job. <laughs> Those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. Bye. I was supposed to understand that. I thought I, I, I thought I, I had one night up. <laughs> <laughs>